consider our worst day, God is still good. It's just a blessing to know that God will forgive us for all of our trespasses. It's good to know that God will provide all of our needs. And when we come here on Sunday, we should come here ready to receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. We should be able to look at God's word and allow it to revive us and to give us that, uh, that push that we need to make it through the week. I don't know about you, but Satan looks like he's always trying to find a place in somebody's life. But, you know, uh, he'll get in where he thinks he can fit in. That's why the Bible says don't even give place to the devil. He does not deserve to have any of our mind space because we need to have our thoughts consumed with glorifying the Father, which is in heaven. Can we give God some more praise today? So by the looks of things, I, I'm going to say that you guys probably had a pretty good holiday. And, and I know everybody looking good and uh, looking full, and, which is a blessing. And uh, we've uh, had an opportunity to spend some time with family and friends, and, and especially, you know, those who are working. I, I, I know how that Thursday and Friday, how they are when we get to get two days off. Sometimes we don't know what to do with ourselves. We get so excited we feel like quitting on Monday. But God is good, and he's good all of the time. You know, um, I want to say this before I get into the meat of my message, just in case uh, if they have to exit before I'm done. Uh, but I want Taylor to stand up. Stand up, Taylor. Stand up. Taylor is about to join the Air Force. She is leaving on tomorrow. And uh, I've been knowing Taylor as a matter of fact, her mother was bringing her in, uh, what you call them, little carry buggies, things. Them whatchamajigums. Uh, I've been knowing her for a very long time. I'm, I'm very proud of her. Uh, let's keep her in prayer. That God will protect her. That she will be successful. And that all of the goals that she has set for herself, uh, that uh, God will uh, give her the ability to accomplish all of those. And uh, I also have to give a shout out to Sarah. Because Sarah, you know, being a single mother is not an easy task. And I've seen her raise two beautiful daughters. And so uh, Taylor is the last one to uh, get pushed out the nest. And so it's time for her to go, but I'm going to miss her. Uh, I, I miss all my young people who leave. Uh, they always make me think I'm getting older, you know. But nevertheless, somebody say, well, maybe you are. Well, nevertheless, we know that the same God that we serve here in Illinois is the same God all over the universe. And that's a blessing. I'm ready to get busy. I want to talk about God knows what you need. God knows what you need. 
You know, many of us, we stand in need of a blessing. Whether it be financial, spiritual, mental, or physical, we are patiently waiting on God to bless us. There's nothing wrong with praying until something happens. While we are praying, we shouldn't be so short-sighted or short-sighted and just only pray for things that we want. But while we're praying to the Lord, we need to be praying that God will forgive us. That he will help us to forgive others. We should be praying that God will use us in his kingdom. And then, of course, we should ask God to bless us with the things that we need. We should never feel like the longer the prayer, the better the prayer. Because I want you to know that Jesus answers short prayers. Sometimes the only prayer that we may have a chance to pray is God help. And I know for sure that God has the ability to step right in. We don't even have to use a lot of fancy words when we pray. We don't have to run to the dictionary. When we pray to God, fancy words are no better than basic words. Our diction should never be more important than our spiritual position. And the other thing, we also don't need to put on a show for people. When we are waiting on God to bless us, we don't need everyone to feel sorry for us. Believe it or not, there are a lot of people in the world and in the church who need to learn how to mind their own business. They are waiting for you to showcase your business so that you can be a topic of discussion for them. I want you to know, Lansing, that it's okay for you to keep your business between you and God. Because, because he is the one who, or the only one, who can help our situation anyway. People will talk. So let them talk. Let them say what they want to say. Some people short themselves in life because they are consumed with business that they have no business being in. It's unfortunate that some people have neither learned nor figured out that their lives would be better if they were to just mind their own business. Are y'all going to be with me today? I mean, if you think about it, if people will hack into your email account, your Facebook account, your credit card account, your bank account, what makes you think they won't try to hack into your business? Some people have nothing else better to do. But I don't want you to allow people's perspective of you 
to become your reality. We don't have to pray against anyone. If we mention someone in our prayers, let it be for God to bless their lives. Don't allow people or what they say or what they think to stand in the path of your prayer. The truth, according to the scripture, is God knows what we need even before we ask him. So stick with the plan and stay on the path. We need to open our hearts. We need to open our hearts to God. We need to trust him. And we need to know that God got us. If you believe that God has you in his loving care, you don't need to turn to your neighbor. Just say, God got me. Say it again. God got me. You have to believe that. Now, Lansing, the way we perceive things is paramount. Our perspective propels us down a particular path. Our perspective could either send us crazy or send us to Jesus. Now, I'm talking, Sean, just a little slower today because I want to make my points very clear. There comes a time in life when we all must realize that Jesus is all that we need. I want to show you something in the Bible today. If you don't mind, I want to have a Sunday afternoon Bible study. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter number 6. Let's learn something together today. Matthew chapter number 6. And I want you to look at verse number 22. That's Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Chapter 6, verse number 22. The Bible says, look at it. The lamp of the body is what? The eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Notice the word of God. How do you perceive things? When we notice things, we have an option. We have a choice to make. We can perceive things as being negative or positive. We can perceive those things as, as things that we can easily overcome or we're going to get got by those things. We need to learn how to speak positively. Look at it. Your eye, whatever your eye sees, it registers with your brain. And that's what keeps you up at night. We all got problems up in here. If there's a person in here that says they don't have any problems, I'm going to tell you what one of their problems are. They don't even know that they have a problem. They're in denial. How do you perceive things? 
When you see something, do you automatically allow it to weigh you down? Where are you out? Where are you? How are you looking at things? When you look at things, can you say, well, this thing is beyond me. I have to take it to Jesus. We need to start claiming the victory that Jesus already gave us. Sometimes we forget or we, we, we don't remind ourselves that we are children of God. We are children of the Most High. I'm not saying that we don't go through things, but what I'm saying is a lot of times it's the way we look at things. We're God's special people. Things that we cannot change. We need to let God handle those things. We need to get rid of all that mess in our lives because we were not equipped. We were not made or created to just take on all these burdens in life. You know, life can be a trip and we have to go along the journey. It's all how we perceive things our perspective just like when the preacher is preaching how good does it to do anybody to automatically think that the preacher is talking about someone else or himself if the word of God is fresh and good and it's true then every man and every woman need to be taking that word in for themselves. A lot of times we miss the message because we are too focused on everybody else. You know, just because a person doesn't dress in Giorgio Armani suits all the time doesn't mean that that person doesn't have money. Some people just don't find pleasure in buying clothes. But you go to that house and you have to catch the elevator to the penthouse. Sometimes church folk are the most critical people in the entire world. And we're supposed to be the light of the world. I'm going to preach it today. Why do we think that we got time to be discussing somebody else. You know, suppose if before we were allowed to judge folk to talk about someone else, suppose if uh, God uh, had a mandate that we had to get on the mic and tell our business. Don't y'all shut down on me today. It's after Thanksgiving. I'm just talking. See, we need to talk like this sometimes because people don't understand. We need a sense of urgency. Jesus is coming back soon. And whether I'm going to go to heaven or not has nothing to do with your salvation. Somebody said, do you think the preacher is going to be saved? Are you going to be saved? Anybody worried about me? I already know if I see you, I'm in the wrong place. (laughs) But we need to learn how to free ourselves. It's perspective. It's sort of like me and my brother. He has more experience than I do in certain areas. So there can be some things that I may be going through that I can talk to him about. And before he even give me uh, some advice, he may laugh a little bit and say, hey, I've been there and I've done that. 
Let me give you some counsel. Let me, let me tell you how you need to handle this situation. You and I, we need to be pulling on the positive resources in our lives instead of getting on the phone talking about people. Amen. We got to understand that God's word is here to grow us. And in order for us to grow, we have to be able to receive that word. Now, I told you that God knows uh, what we need, but you know what? We don't always know what we need. Amen. A lot of times, we have to pray that God clears our mind of all the foolishness that we got going on in our lives so that we can get down to our basic needs. How is it that a person is up on the phone talking about somebody else when they need some pampers in the house? I like preaching, son. I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter number six. Somebody text him right now. I think he's talking about you. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about them. I'm, see, it is another thing. I have to teach people this because I, 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 I'm not. Uh, you know, the Bible says there's nothing that has. It says that everything is common to man. So nothing that is happening hasn't happened before so you can't tie two things together thinking one thing because you got to understand I can get out here and I can say somebody got caught stealing now your uncle may have got picked up last night from Walmart but it doesn't mean I'm talking about your uncle a whole bunch of people steal but I want to show you something here. Some folk ain't going to be able to receive this. You're still going to run your mouth. But the thing about it is, what you have to understand is, the word of God will find you wherever you're sitting at. It's going to hunt you. And what people do is deflect it. Now, I want you to understand what I'm saying because I believe every person in here is intelligent. I really believe that. I really believe every person in here is intelligent. Here's the thing. How can you grow if you're not taking the stuff to grow yourself? How can you be deep in Jesus when you can't grow roots? It's a trick of the enemy. When the word of God, when I, before I preach the word of God, I'm convicted. I can't write a sermon and say this sermon is specifically for Rebecca. Because if I'm focused on her, I'm going to miss what Jesus wants me to talk about. Are y'all understanding? We're just having Bible study today. How is it that God can have a word for the children of God, but because the devil is whispering in our ear, we're looking behind us to say, I want to see talking about Sister Smith. Because I heard she had some problems in her life. Sister Smith did have some problems in her life. And guess who else had some problems in their life? You did. It's getting quiet in here now. I like it like this. And the reason why we have to talk like this is because we got to understand. This is just not about, hey, put $5 in church and you're going to get $5,000. Just keep trusting God. No, this is about us working on our eternal plan. The word of God is rich. There's so many things in here for all of us to grab something. And, and, and to be honest with you, and, and I'm going to talk for myself and I'm going to speak from some other ministers. You know, uh, you know, those ministers, those of us who have, uh, and, and let me just say this before I start. Don't think I'm, uh, there's something to happen. I'm preaching. All right. 
I'm preaching. Don't think somebody called me and something happened. I'm preaching. You understand what I'm saying? This is what I do. You know, if, if I get up and talk about homosexuals, it don't mean that I'm going the other way. You understand what I'm saying? I'm preaching. Can we just say amen, y'all? I just want to know folk hearing me. If a preacher has to design a lesson specifically for you, he ain't got nothing to talk about. Now what you got to understand is, since things are coming to people, whatever the preacher talks about is going to hit somebody. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you are ever in the congregation that the word of God doesn't find you, it never hits you. You always leave laughing and talking. You in the wrong place. It's supposed to convict you. Make you want to do better. Make you want to strive for better things. Look at Matthew chapter number 6, verse number 19. Matthew chapter number 6, verse number 19. The Bible says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal look at 21 for where your treasure is what's going to be there your heart whatever you look at that's important to you guess what's going to accompany it your heart how is it that we say our treasure is in heaven but we can't stop thinking about the stuff here on earth I just want to put things into perspective just want to have a bible study today we gotta I know some folk are still on vacation and and, and it's, I feel like it's an intimate setting today and I want to be intimate you know I want to be 100 and I want folk to understand and I love the fact that God has allowed me to have a platform because some folk need to understand this because they're looking even my virtual audience somebody is looking and say, oh he talking about Shelly I wish that she was here today who why are you calling people names out do you not think that the word of God is for everybody? Amen. Don't you know that the devil can allow you to read the word of God just as long as you think it's about everybody but you? Is, is, are y'all with me today? Yes, sir. We need to keep things into perspective. God did not put us here to live forever. I don't care how much noni juice you drink, Shackley you drink, Geritol you take, Father John you take, Castor oil you take, green tea you drink, nor medical or medicinal weed that you smoke. None of that stuff is going to make us live forever. We're going to go. So we might as well get in the Bible and be real with ourselves. Who is he talking about? You. Can he hurry up and finish? My greens, I mean, you know they get better when they sit in the refrigerator and they've been there ever since Thursday. You know something that I learned, Tyrone? You here. The thing I learned is even if I wiggle my way out of a sermon and whew, church is over, I still got that mess in my life. Some folk are so consumed with other folk business 
that they can't see themselves. When they look in the mirror, they see me. They see you. You know the best person to look for when you're looking for somebody in the mirror is yourself. That's, that's how you study God's word. You don't study God's word and say, ooh, this is a good passage for Brother Lavelle. I think he really needs this. Uh, 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 hold your peace and don't talk loud. That's Brother Lavelle right there. We need to learn how to receive God's word and apply it to our lives. Because otherwise, the word of God is no more than a novel or a comic book. I'm going to take two verses, put them together. Then I'm going to drag them all the way to the Old Testament and connect them with an Old Testament passage. And I'm going to make all these passages click just like Legos. Now, what I want you to do is look at verse number 24 in Matthew chapter number 6. The Bible says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and money. We're just going to have... A Bible study. Why should we seek a job that will take us away from worshiping God? We need all the Jesus we can get. So we're looking for a job. We have a job. And the one job that we got, they told us, you are not going to have any more Sundays off. This new job. Why would you take it? Ooh, this is deep, ain't it? But they paid $10,000 more. How much is your soul worth to you? Don't you know that the less word you take in, the more off the hook you're going to become? Take me out the pulpit. Let me miss four, five, six Sundays. Let me stop meditating on God's word. Lil Lee going to show back up. Are y'all understanding what I'm talking about? He's coming. Because Lily ain't dead. He's on life support. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, when I read the word of God, if I'm always thinking about somebody else, how am I going to use the word of God to grow myself? I think I've already arrived. It's okay to be on that paper chase. Just as long as it doesn't chase us away from God. Money is not everything, but God is everything. Go down to verse number 33. The Bible says, for after all these things the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father. What does he do? He knows that you need these things. Watch number 33. You're, you're there? We're at 32. Watch number 33. But seek ye what? First. Seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You're looking for a blessing? Look for God first. Put God first. A lot of times we put ourselves before the Lord. 
But we expect for God to bless us with the abundant blessings. The Bible says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, we got to start living one day at a time. Stop worrying about tomorrow and today is Sunday. We have enough trouble in one day than to be carrying some worry to tomorrow. Why are you worried about tomorrow when you got some things that you need to deal with today? Some people can't concentrate when it comes to God's word because they got too many things going on in their lives. I've been there. I've had a problem in my life that absolutely consumed my thoughts. And you want to know why it consumed my thoughts? This Bible study, I'm going to keep it 100. You know why? It consumed my thoughts because although I said I had faith in God, I actually didn't believe in him. Not that I didn't believe that he existed, but I didn't trust him enough to let the problem go. Some people look at me and they say, wow, I can't believe you said that. Yes, I said it, and I'm going to say it again. I had a temporary faith setback. Had me all messed up. You know what all messed up look like? When you're looking for your mobile phone. And you're telling people I'm running late. I'm trying to look for this phone. I don't know where it's at. I've been, I looked everywhere. And, and then you realize you own a phone. That's when you messed up. Or when you leave your glasses at home and you got your keys in your hand, you look at everywhere for your glasses, you put your keys down. Oh, here's my glass. You ready? Where my keys at? Now you got, y'all know what I'm talking about? That's when you're all messed up. Your thoughts are consumed. This sound familiar to anybody out here? When your thoughts are consumed. That's when the word of God comes in and it grabs us and it grows us. See, I'm not here to entertain you. I am not Lavelle the entertainer. I'm just a man of God trying to make it to heaven just like you. You step on my toe, I'm going to say ouch. You cut me, I'm going to bleed just like everybody else. What The point I'm trying to get is I want y'all to understand. Look at this. Peep this game. Satan is coming to the church. And it's making people believe that the sermon is about everybody but them. Then when they get into a situation, they don't even know how to deal with it. Because all the time that God had them going through basic training, they went AWOL. I remember when I was a younger minister. I was a younger minister not too long ago. And I had preached a sermon about a particular situation. Somebody called me and said, I have a situation that I need to talk to you about. I don't know what to do. It was the same exact situation that I had preached about on Sunday. I ain't asking what happened. But it did cross my mind. Were you asleep? You know what happens? 
That's when the word of God goes out and people say, oh, that ain't for me. See, there may be a word that goes out that may not be for you today. But you may need it next week. Or somebody who you love that's close to you may need that word tomorrow. Take it all in because it's all good. We're having Bible study today. Jeff, you all right? You all right, Sean? We're having fun today. Now, now, now watch this. I want you to go over to 1 Kings. I'm almost finished. I got like another hour and 20 minutes and I'm done. 1 Kings chapter number 17. There's a passage over here that I like. And we've read it before. We've seen it before. But I just want to just highlight some things in it. Then I'm going to do what the devil does not want to do. Let you go. 1 Kings chapter number 17. The Bible says in verse number two, then the word of the Lord came to him. Elijah, that is, that's who the him is, saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Sherith, which flows into the Jordan. So he told him, go to Cherith. Cherith flows by the Jordan. I need you to go there. So God told him, get up and move. Look what he says. And I, I'm sorry, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook. So I want you to go there so that you can drink from the brook. And look at this. It says, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. God said, go. And when you get there, I got some birds that's going to come and give you some food. Now, I want you to put yourself in Elijah's shoes. Some of us will start thinking, how can that bird carry a Big Mac? How's he going to order it? Where is he going to get it from? But the reason why I wanted to go to this passage, because it takes faith to move when God says to move. Every place that God tells us to go may not be the place that we think that we should be at. But when God pushes us and tells us to go in a certain direction, we need to get up and we need to move expeditiously. He said, I have commanded the ravens. And I, and I thought about this thing. And, and I was thinking, how did he do that? I had a bird in my house once. And he, somehow he got in my basement. This was some years ago. And I had to Google how to get a bird out your house. Because I was unsuccessful. You know, I'm going up to him, boo! Trying to make him run. He wouldn't, he wouldn't go nowhere. And birds are really slow. Not speed-wise, but mentally. So I put up sheets and blankets. I hung them up so I could guide the bird out of my house. So basically, I was blocking him so that when he goes to fly, he'll say, well, I can't go that way. And he'll go this way, say, I can't go this way. And the only way that was open was the door. And I had the door, and this was in wintertime. In the wintertime, I had the door wide open. To make a long story short, 
Unfortunately, he had to die in my house. He wasn't paying rent. He had to go. But the point is, I couldn't get him out of my house. And I gave him a path to move. So how is God going to tell somebody, go somewhere, and I, I told the birds to, br to bring you some food? It goes to show us that God will provide a way for you. Even if you don't even know that that way was even existing so that you could be provided for. Somebody ain't getting this. If God can talk to a bird and command a bird to provide, what are we worried about? A bird? Let me tell you something. That takes some pressure off of me. I don't have to worry about folk who ain't feeling me. I don't have to worry about folk who won't give me anything. I ain't got to worry about where my next meal is going to come from. Because God is going to provide for me. If God can feed Elijah with a bird. Y'all ain't hearing this. But you have to learn how to accept the word of God. We're studying here. God is letting us know. The whole the whole point, one of the points in this passage is you don't have to worry about nothing because God is a provider and he will use the most strangest thing, the weirdest things to provide. God does not need to use the person that you think that you need to go through to get your blessing. Look at it. He said, I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Now, I want you to notice verse number three. He said, Get out of here. Verse number four. He said, I'm going to, I have commanded some birds to feed you there. Look at verse number five. Look how it starts. He said, the Bible says, so he what? Went. Not only did he go, he did what? According to the word of the Lord. If you want your blessing, you must do according to to the word of the Lord. That means that when the word of God is going out, that word is for you. Is this making sense? So Cherith, he was by the brook of Cherith. He stayed there. Why did he stay there? He stayed there because God told him to go there. He didn't tell him to leave, so he stayed there. Now watch this. Now this is what got me. The Bible says in verse number six, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. Some of us got spouses at home won't give us bread and meat in the morning and evening. I had to say that. But these birds were taking care of the man of God. And why was the man of God being taken care of? Because he did according to the word of God. That's why when the word is going out, take it personally. Receive it. We need to receive the word of God just like we receive a blessing. Because the word of God is a blessing. Some people don't think that God would do certain things for them. Let me tell you something. God is not a respecter of person. God loves all of us. If God wanted to get back at us for what we did in the past, all of us would be gone. Because every last one of us have done some messed up stuff in our lives. So instead of harping on your past, what you didn't get right, what you didn't.
didn't do right, the things that you failed at, how about giving God the praise for the things that he's doing right now in your life? We got to learn how to give God the praise for the right now blessings. So he stayed there. The ravens brought him food in the morning and in the evening. Now, look at verse number seven. We almost through this, y'all. Just give me a few more minutes. And verse number seven, the Bible says, and it happened after a while. You know what happens after a while? Stuff. Stuff happens after a while. You just got your car fixed. You ain't got that much money. After a while, your refrigerator breaks. After a while, something else comes up. Things happen after a while. Now, I want you to notice this. This is Bible study. Feel me on this. Elijah had to go on a faith journey in the first place. He had to go to the place that God told him to go. He had to believe that the birds were going to feed him. Not only that, when he went there, after a while, some drama jumped off. What happened? The brook dried up. The brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Now here we got a man of God. Going according to everything God wanted him to do. And adversity came into his life. Some of us believe that when we're obeying God, bad things won't happen to us. This Bible study, Sean. I need you to understand that you might as well stop crying and get yourself together and realize that bad stuff happens to good people too. Bad stuff happens to Christians too. After a while, the brook dried up. Some folk would have started questioning God right then. Why did you send me all the way down to this brook knowing that it was going to dry up? But one thing we have to realize, when God has something for us, the place that he sends us, it may not always be our final destination. Sometimes God wants us to go somewhere temporal. Again, you may not have everything that you're asking God for, but just hold on for a little while. Sometimes God wants us to stay right where we are because there's a lesson that he's trying to teach us. Elijah couldn't drink no more from the brook. Cause it dried up. But I want you to look at verse number eight. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Some folk would have had a hard time with this. You sent me to the brook. It dried up. Now you want me to go somewhere else. I guess I'm going to get killed when I go there. Yeah, I need y'all to follow me here. What this is called is God's navigation. The providence of God. This goes to show you that God can do whatever it is he wants to do. But I want you to look at something in here, Lansing. When the brook dried up, God already had another plan for Elijah. 
When things are not going right in your life, when you are not who you want to be, when you're not who you used to be, when your joy is not where it used to be, I need you to understand that you need to hold on to God, take his indwelling word in, let his word dwell richly within you because God has a part B to the plan of your life. This is not your final destination. Many of us, we can't recoup from things that have happened to us in our lives. We feel like failures. Doesn't matter how much you failed in life. God has a plan B for you. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying today? The brook dried up. Now Elijah got to make a decision. He either follow God and go somewhere else that he really don't have any idea what's going to happen. Or he move according to his own understanding. And as you know, and as I know, a lot of times when things happen in our lives, we lean upon our own understanding. And that's when we fall off the wagon. Think about it. If we just stay fixated on God, if we consume our thoughts with thoughts of praise, when we continue to magnify his name, our lives will be much better. Because every day is a different journey for us. So the Bible says that he told him to go. Watch this. Then the word of the Lord came to him. He said, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Now watch this. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Do you see that? Let's keep reading. The Bible says, so he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city... Indeed, a woman, I'm sorry, a widow was there gathering sticks and he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink it. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives. I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin. Again, I'm looking at this passage. God said that he connected with the widow woman. But does it seem like she was expecting Elijah? It don't even seem like she was expecting him. So Elijah, at this point, he could have started tripping out because here we go again. You're sending me somewhere and this woman don't even know I'm supposed to be here. But you have to wait on God because God has whatever you need. He told her, give me some water. She was willing to do that. But then when he told her, look, look at the verse. Look at the verse. Let's go back. God said that I commanded a widow there to provide for you. What does that mean? I'm going to soften the heart of the person that you're going to meet. They're going to give you whatever you need. Your landlord who want to kick you out. Because some unfortunate things happen to you. 
soften your landlord's heart. Somebody not hear me today. God has a way of dealing with the people that we have to deal with. He doesn't need to drop down from heaven and give them specific instructions. But what God does is he can speak blessings for you into someone else's heart. There will be people who will bless your life who you don't even know and who don't even know you. Why? It's because God is looking out for you. I need you to understand this. Again, we're still in Bible study. This widow woman didn't even seem like she knew that Elijah was even coming. As a matter of fact, she had given up. Look what it says. The Bible says, she says, as the Lord, your God lives. I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin. And a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and do what? She thought this was the end. Let's keep reading. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. I'm going to come down here because it's some deep stuff. Now, I just told you that I had no food. Some of us, we won't even share french fries with folk. <laughs> Somebody said, especially if they're hot. I want you to understand this. This is, why so, this is why it's so critical that every time you read the Bible, to put yourself in the picture. Put your situation in the picture. I don't care what's going on with you. God has a plan for your life. Look at this. It seemed like nobody knew what was going on. But Elijah was running off of faith. He was going off of faith. Why? Because God told him, I have prepared a way. I'm going to tell you something, Lansing. Listen to me. Just because you go in the way that God wants you to go, just because you run into a snag, that does not mean that God left you. That does not mean that God is not going to provide for you. That means you ran into a snag. For some of us, when we heard the widow say, I ain't got but a little bit to eat, first thing with the Lord, why? Here we go again. We start questioning him. But what God has for us is for us. Now, I want to show you something. I want to show you how God works. You got to look real, real close. Put on your spiritual glasses. Now, don't put on those Walgreens magnifying glasses. You ain't going to see it. What you call them? Readers, right? You ain't going to see it. Now, watch this. I'm going to show you something. Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. Now, that's the first problem. Because if I told you that I ain't got nothing to eat, and you telling me, well, go ahead and make mine first, I'm going to think you coming up on me. Now, let me show you God. Did she snap off on him? 
Did she tell him, did you not hear what I said the first time? Did she tell him, no, what we're going to do is eat first. Then whatever left, if something is left, we're going to give it to you. Do y'all, do, 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 do y'all see this? Look at this. He said, afterwards, make some for who? So you're going to tell me. I'm telling you, I ain't got much. And I got to share with my kid. And if, if, if me and my son don't eat, we going to die. And you telling me, make you something first? Then, for me and my son? You want to know why the woman didn't snap and go off? See, this is Bible study. You got to see God in this. Because God had already softened her heart. God had already commanded her to do what she needed to do. Are y'all following me on this? Watch this. Watch this. We're almost done. He said, for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. He's saying, if you obey what I just told you, God is going to bless your life. And verse number 15, the Bible says what? So she what? She went away. And what did she do? According to the word of who? Now, here's something. Obeying Elijah was obeying God. Now suppose if she had a hell back. Look at it. She had a choice. Elijah is still on this run. He's still going. He's still trying to figure some things out. And I'm going to tell you something. There was something that's going to happen in here that I don't even believe Elijah was prepared for. Let's keep reading. She went and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. We was reading that you can't serve God and mammoth money. And I talked about how sometimes people will let their job take them away from the Lord. What about when we have money and we just hide it and don't want to give to God? Now, now I want you to see something here. Who, now, you remember, some people say, well, you said you was going to take some Old Testament scriptures, some New Testament. I'm there. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his what? Righteousness. What did she do first? Obeyed God. When she obeyed God first, what happened? She ate for many days. She was blessed because she gave to God first. You know, there's a season that's upon us called Christmas. And some folk are going to give money for Christmas they're going to buy gifts for Christmas and they're going to blow their budget and God is going to get the change that's left over
Folk looking at me like, what did you eat for Thanksgiving? <laughs> this is called Bible study. This is how you put yourself in the position. I didn't see you out on Black Friday. People will run for Black Friday and they won't even come to church for Green Sunday. Stand outside. How much did you say today? I saved $25.85. Really? Y'all ain't getting me. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching here. I love Bible study. See, y'all ain't ready for this. You got to give to God first. Got to give. You want God to bless you? Think about it. This woman's blessing didn't come until she gave first. A lot of us are still waiting on the blessing. I'm waiting on the financial blessing. I want God to get out of, uh, help me get out of my debt. I want God to get me this new position. Well, what you doing for God? When you get a new job, instead of putting more money in church, you go on vacation. You know, I'm looking at the audience. Y'all act like y'all don't see this in the Bible. This is what Bible study is. This is how you understand. Why do you think churches got to pass second and third baskets? It ain't because they got extra time in service. It's because folk ain't giving right in the first basket. Sean, could you say something, man? Let's just uh, keep it going. Amen. Leon in the house. I'm glad you're here, man. I'm struggling. I done talked about money. They like, he meddling now. He done talked too much. But the whole thing, church, is understand. We all got issues. Nobody should look. You shouldn't say, well, I saw the person sitting next to me put a dollar in. And I know he talking to her or him. Maybe that's all they had. And that dollar is worth more than $100 that somebody could have put $200 in. Are you understanding? So we should stop judging folks because we don't know folks' situation. Only thing we know is about our own situation. I want to teach my church this. And, I, you know, and maybe I didn't do a good enough job. We ought to quit thinking about other folks' situations when the word of God is going out. Think about your own situation. You don't know what folk got going on. It's a lot of folk want to talk about other people, don't even know they're living larger than you are and that you will ever live. Why? Because you can't focus on the word of God in your own business. So the reason why this woman gave to Elijah first is because God had already smoothed the path out. And that's what I want to show y'all today. When God sends you somewhere, when God has you, when he has your back, Although the path may look to be rough, although you may run into some snags like the brook dried up, although you may have to go somewhere else and you talk to somebody and say, well, I ain't got that much food. Don't get worried about it because God 
got you. He got you. God had this already planned out. And let me tell you something. God dealt with a person that he knew would listen to him. Let's keep it going because I got to go. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry. According to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. So now, I'm going to show you something here and I'm going to get out of here. So we got a situation where Elijah had to exercise some faith because he ran into some snags on his journey. He had to believe that the ravens were going to feed him. When the brook dried up, he had to move somewhere else because he didn't have no water. Then when he went somewhere and God told him, I commanded a widow woman to feed you, he went to her and she acted like she didn't even know what he was talking about. He ran into some snags, but he kept moving forward. Why did he keep moving forward? Because he was a man of God. He had faith in God. He believed in God. Again, quit letting folk scare you out your blessing. You got a job interview. You don't think you can get the job. You don't think you fit for the job. But they gave you the interview. Why don't you just go and do your best and don't let nobody talk you out of your blessing. Do what you got to do. This widow woman. She didn't even know that she was standing in need or she would be standing in need of another blessing. God spoke. He commanded her. He told her to feed Elijah. But there was something that her and God did not communicate about. There was something that Elijah and God evidently didn't communicate about. This woman stood in need of another blessing and didn't even know that it was, it was coming. She didn't even know it. That just goes to show you, when you give to God first, when you keep God first, there are some more things in your life that you need God for that you may not even know you need God for. And he'll give you those things too. I have been blessed by God where he gave me stuff that I didn't even ask for. God has... God has given me things that I would have thought would have been too much to even get on my knees and just say, Lord, can you give me this? Not that he couldn't give it to me. I just would have thought, it just want to kind of pray that I should pray. It's like asking God, can you give me a Mercedes Benz? Can it be blue? And can it have those chrome rims on there? And I want power everything. I want, I want the limited. God has given me the limited blessings. Stuff that I didn't even ask for. But let, let, let's keep going. Let's keep going. We're having Bible study here on Sunday afternoon. And in verse number 17, now it happened. After these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick. Now, when I saw this, Sister Patricia, I had to deduce from this. It didn't seem like he was sick before this. Some people would have said, well, then she said that they was just going to eat and die. But that was from hunger. She didn't even know that the boy was going to get sick. But guess what? Because she didn't turn Elijah around, guess who was in the house? Elijah. And who was he? A man of God. Somebody who had a connection with God. Are y'all starting to get this? She put God first and now here comes the blessings. 
The Bible says, her son became sick and his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. It's not that the wind got taken out of him. You know what that means? He died. She wasn't expecting for the boy to die. Now, now, now I want y'all to look at this. Now look at her state. I done did all that God told me to do. Now my son is dead. Well, maybe I should have just not did anything. Don't, doesn't that sound familiar? Sometimes when we run into things, maybe I should have just did this. When you obey God, what I'm trying to get you to see, when you obey God, you may run into some trouble. Things may not line all the way up initially, but hold on to God and trust him. Go with God along the road. Go for the ride. God is going to bless you. I need you to see, if she had rejected Elijah, she would have tossed her blessing right out the door. Some of us, we're looking for a job. We're looking for stuff, but we can't get blessed because we are holding on to our money. How is it that our Christmas bill for one day is going to trump how much money we put in church? Say our annual giving. People love Christmas so much they set up different accounts. I ain't going to touch this. This for St. Nick. I'm closing, but I'm preaching, man. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. And no, I didn't ride past your house and saw the reindeers doing like this in your front yard. That is not why I'm talking about this. It didn't happen. This is Bible study. We're learning how to study the Bible. We're putting ourselves in these positions. Think about it. If I obey God and something bad happened, it may make me stop and think maybe I should have went another way. What I'm trying to tell you is when you obey God, even if it doesn't seem like it's coming together right away, don't doubt the Lord. Don't doubt him. Don't doubt him. Follow him. Elijah was her blessing. She didn't even know that he was her blessing. But look what happened. So she said to Elijah, what have I to do with you? Man, why are you here? Oh, man of God. Have you come to, to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? Is that why you're here? You know, sometimes when we go through stuff, I think I mentioned this earlier. We think that God is after us because of the things that we did in the past. Can we stop that today? I mean, seriously, can we stop that today? We've all done some crazy stuff in the past. Can we stop thinking that God is after us because of some bad decisions that we made? You know, God allows U-turns, church. He allows us to turn around and to repent and come back to him. Quit thinking because you dogged somebody out or you did something wrong or, or you did this or you did that. Not God coming for you. God ain't got to seek you out like a sniper. Quit thinking that God is after you. A lot of times people thinking that God is coming after them to get them to destroy their lives, but God is not trying to destroy them. He's trying to get rid of the stuff that they don't need. All they see is the smoke. 
But wait until the smoke clears. I'm almost done. And he said to her, give me your son. And he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? And he stretched himself out on the on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Look, he had to pray how many times? See, sometimes when you pray one time, don't you get discouraged when it doesn't happen. Do y'all see how we can go through Bible study with this? Look at this. I prayed to God for something one time. And it's not that I didn't believe that God was going to do it. But I just want to pray again. It's okay to pray until something happens. He stressed himself out three times. He could have got discouraged after the first time. After the second time. But why didn't Elijah get discouraged? Because Elijah was a man of God and he had faith in God. God showed him, I can feed you with a bird. Just because the brook dried up, that don't mean nothing. I made the brook. God could have put water in the brook with no rain. The bird could have brought the water. The bird could have brought milk in a milk carton if he wanted him to. Are y'all understanding this? We're almost done. Gosh, this is good to me. Because it gives me hope. It gives me hope. If I can believe that God fed a man with a bird, I can believe that God can deliver me from whatever it is that I'm in right now. Look at it. Verse number 22. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. And the soul of the child came back to him and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, see, your son lives. Then the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is true. She had to seek first God. Had not she gave to God first, she could have missed her blessing. Are y'all understanding this? Don't hold back on God. God knows what you need. God knows exactly what you need. And let me tell you something. Some of us, we're waiting on the blessing. It hasn't come yet. Don't you get discouraged? You just saw how even when you follow God, you can run into a snag. Although things may not be like you want them to be right now, do not give up on God. We just saw where God fed a man with a bird, by a bird. The brook dried up, sent him somewhere else. Went to a widow woman. She acted like she didn't even know what he was talking about. Then she, talk, then she just basically came out and said, look, let me just be one, honey. I ain't got no food. At least not enough for you. But what did he say? He's following who? God. He said, listen. Bake me something first. Give it to me first. Why did he say that? Because he was following God. Why did she give it to him? Because God had already commanded her to feed him. Some of us, we're waiting on things. We're waiting on things to come through people. I'm telling you now, God has a way of softening the heart of the people that we're waiting on to bless our lives. Don't give up on God. God knows what you need. You know, I may not know what you need, 
but God knows what you need. A person next to you may not know what you need. You know, somebody may say, well, you know, Sister Patricia, if that's all you wait, no, shoot, if that's all I needed, I'd be happy. But guess what? Your cross that you have to bear, that you have to carry, that's on you. That's your life. It has nothing to do with me. Maybe it's small to me, but it may be huge to you. And maybe what's huge to me is small to you. The whole point in this church is don't leave God. Don't be afraid to give to God first. Because God got more to give to you than you got to give to him. God knows what you need. He knows exactly what you need. You know, I had a good time here today. I'm telling you, I had a great time here today. Starting today, if you want to get the most powerful learning and meaning out of the scripture, put yourself in it. Quit thinking about other folk. Because the truth is, you don't know about other folk. And even if you do know about other folk, what is that going to do for your life? If, if I get up here and talk about liars, and you know you lie, but you know somebody who lie more than you, ain't no point in you focusing on them. Both of y'all need the lesson. <laughs> y'all, you know, you, are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Was I clear, sister? What do you think, Sister Newsom? Was this clear? Was I clear today? Excellent. All right, I got one of my seniors said I was excellent. I'm good. But this is how you study the word of God. I had a great time today. Why? Because it gave me hope. It gave me hope. It let me know that, hey, just because I may be in a certain situation now and things may not be like I want them, I'm going to hold on. Because Elijah went through some stuff. And here it is with a woman. Think about it. She would have given up her blessing and her son for some cake. She would have died. Think about it. What are you holding out on God right now? What are you scared of giving him? Your sin? What is it that you have that God is asking for that you don't want to give to him? Just think about it. It's Bible study. If you're not a child of God, you're holding your life back. You're saying, Lord, the life I'm living right now is better than the life that you can give me. So I'm going to hold it back. Do you know how many blessings you're missing? Come to Jesus. You heard the word. Believe it. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Repent of your sins. Confess the greatest name known to man, which is Jesus Christ. And be buried with him in the rod of the grave of baptism. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Stop thinking that the Bible was written for the next man it was written for you it was written for me when I read the Bible whether I write a sermon or just do my own study I put myself in that because here's the thing if I can't line up with it I'm gonna have the Bible says every knee shall what and every tongue shall what what are we gonna be confessing about what each other did no Lord I got a good I got a hot one for you I got a hot one for you I got a hot one for you Sister Claudia in church, she wasn't all that you thought she was. That ain't going to work. Because when God meets us, he's not going to talk about the other person. He's going to talk about us. What the usses do. Let's, let's start studying the right way. This word is applied to everybody's life. And if you know that it applies to somebody else, and if they want 
to, 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 to risk their soul, well, let them risk their soul. Don't you get wrapped up in their mess. You get wrapped up in Jesus. And you keep the word in your heart, keep meditating on it, and you wait on your blessings. That's how it works. Anybody in here waiting on a blessing? Anybody in here? Anybody in here waiting on a blessing? You keep waiting and you keep the faith. It may not be here right now, but just wait. You know, I, I said this the other day and I'm going to let you go. Have you ever just stood in the mirror and looked at yourself and said, I want me back. I wish the old me was back. Not the sinful person, but just physically. You know, uh, time brings about a change. God is showing us we ain't here to last forever. You know, some of us look here, I take a shot, but it's Jim Bean. Shot a, shot a day. What it does is it clears all my systems out. I. But what I'm going to tell you is, you're still going to die. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I don't care what you do. I, I think uh, Houston, I think you big on casserole. Houston got a little jug of casserole right now in his back pocket. People drink water. He got, he got a casserole. Yep. I'm going to leave on that note. But the point is, I hope you were able to look at the Bible. And I'm glad that you were here so we can just have a more intimate setting and have a Bible study together. Because as you can see, when we go through things, I mean, everything wasn't just in order for Elijah. He had to exercise some faith. And guess who else had to exercise some faith? The widow woman. She had to exercise some faith. Baby, when you give, you got to exercise some faith. When you want something from God, you got to exercise some faith. And you know what? Let me just tell y'all. Haters going to always be there. There's somebody, if you want to go back to school, somebody somewhere is going to say, how old are you? Do you know how old the people are in school? You can take their age and divide it by three and you're still older than they are. But if that's what you want to do, do you. But regardless of what you do in life, regardless of what it is, don't leave God. Stay close to God. All right. What you got, player? Savior. Who that? What you got? Savior. Savior. Yeah. Jeff going to sing a song. I just want you to think about what we talked about. Because it's so applicable. Now, some folk going to run out of here because what we just read was nothing more than a comic book to them. But to me, it's my lifeline. It's what I'm going to hold on to. Because there was a lot of in there. Think about it. This woman had to give first to somebody else and she didn't even have enough to give and sometimes we got more God has blessed us with surplus and we still don't want to give just think about it and I'm going to throw this last plea out here and I'm going to say what up to my virtual audience too wherever you may be don't let Saint Nick take your money You bless the ministry that you're a part of. Don't go crazy. But I just had to have it. You don't understand. They had all their Christmas stuff 50% off. I got the real Santa Claus that moved like this in the yard. 
I'm just saying. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all know I'm telling. We'll buy a gift for somebody that don't even like us. You know, you got got at the last grab bag. You still doing that? When I found out that the grab bag was a setup, I stopped being in that mess. You know, you go out and buy something good and you get the same. And some, you know what you're going to do with it, right? You're going to wrap it up and re-gift it. I got to get out of here, y'all. I hope that you were able to enjoy the message today. Trust God. We all need him, y'all. We all need him. We all going through some stuff. Don't let him go. God is good. He's good all the time. If he can feed a man uh, by birds, God certainly can adjudicate your situation. He can deliver you from whatever you are in, no matter what it is. And again, church, sometimes you got to keep your prayer life to yourself. Because people can't take your business. They all messed up in the head. You can tell somebody something and they think everything you say is related to that. And it has nothing to do with that at all. Keep your business to yourself. Some folk ain't trying to be saved. Only thing they trying to do is keep up mess. They want to be the star of the show uh, during family uh, gatherings. Did y'all know all of this? I got it. These people are working for CNN for free. <laughs> now you tell me who the smart one. Y'all stand on your feet. Let's give God some praise because we know he's good all the time. Jeff, lead us to the song of invitation. Pass me 